Welcome to Gulf Life Now, where you can learn about all things real estate and life on the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Your host is Bill Anderson, who includes his considerable knowledge and personal experiences about relocating to the Mississippi Gulf Coast. Whether you're buying, selling, or just interested in living on the Mississippi Gulf Coast, this podcast is for you. Thanks for coming to another episode of Gulf Life Now. Uh, This is sponsored by Logan Anderson, LLC, Gulf Coastal Realtors. And I want to talk to you today about the fact that when you buy a house with a high credit score, you are going to pay a penalty in interest to the federal government as a result of an action that the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau, which is an independent agency of the United States government, uh, created uh, a little while ago, and with, which the uh, president uh, vetoed a bill to stop that was by, passed by a bipartisan uh, group in the U.S. House of Representatives and the Senate. So let me be more specific about what this is. Basically, the thought was that uh, people with lower credit scores have trouble buying houses because their interest rate is higher. So if those people with lower credit scores, regardless of why they are lower, were able to see a lower interest rate that was subsidized by people who had better credit, then they could buy more houses and the economy would just flourish. Now, there are a lot of people who are upset about this. I am, uh, among others. The entire real estate industry is upset. Uh, All of the Republicans are upset about it, and quite a few Democrats as well, because they passed a bill to stop this from being implemented by a government agency. This is not law. This is a regulation. Now, there's a chance that later on this may get repealed, but for now, if you have a credit score of, for example, 720, you'll pay as much as a half a percent of the cost of the loan in a higher interest rate because you have to support someone else who has a lower credit score. So let's talk a little bit about that. Now, buying a house has always been a an egalitarian situation. People go to work every day, they put in their time, they earn their money, and if they want to buy a house, they have to save the money for the down payment unless, of course, they are eligible for one of the many programs that are without a down payment. And the VA is one of them. There are others. The USDA has a program without a down payment. So there are other supportive programs out there without down payments. And then, of course, there's the FHA program with 3.5% down. So what I'm speaking about specifically is going after the FHA program, which is a government-supported program. That's why they have the ability to do this and say that those people who have not taken care of their credit and have poor credit scores because they overcharged their credit cards, they didn't pay other debts, uh, for some reason they are responsible for a poor credit score. And that credit score didn't automatically happen. No one has one to start with, and then when you get one, it changes depending on your activities. 
if you have a low credit score, it's likely that you've done something to cause credit issuing companies to either not give you credit or to rate your score low. So it's your own activities in life that have put you in that position. It has nothing to do with race or color of skin or any of the other things that they're throwing out there saying that that's wrong. I know this from being in the real estate business. I run across people that come from everywhere that are uh, everything, every flavor if you will, and people are people. Either they have the income to make the payment on that house and they can prove it and they have the credit record to show the lender they're not going to default and they can prove that, uh, then they've got a loan. Well, if the credit score is lower, the facts speak for themselves. The statistics say that the lower credit score means the higher risk of default. If there's a default, someone has to pay the bill and it usually is not the homeowner. So for a creditor to take on a loan, they have to weigh that. Now, there are billions of statistics out there to be pulled from and used, and that's what they do. They use these models. That's how they come up with the credit scores. That's how they come up with the interest rate they're going to charge you. It's not because you smile at them and you can get a lower credit uh, rating or a higher interest rate. None of that makes any difference. It's all about facts that are fed through the computer system. So if you have a poor credit score, it's because of something that you did. But on the other hand, if you have a higher credit score and you've got one in the higher sixes and you've got one in the sevens and you, and you might even have one in the eights, those don't happen by accident. That means that you take on an obligation and you pay it according to the terms of that obligation. And yes, people have issues from time to time. Maybe there was a divorce or there are other problems, but you can grow out of that. It's not a lifelong thing. Your credit score is a movable thing. It'll go up and down with your activities. So if you have a poor credit score for some dumb things you did when you were younger and you were in college and you ran up your credit cards, as you get a little bit older, your scores will improve and they'll be good enough for you to be able to buy a house. So now that you have a credit score of 740 or 760 and you feel pretty good about it, all your bills have been paid for years, you're never late, all of a sudden you go to find out that you're going to have to subsidize someone who didn't do the same things that you did. That's the rub here. That's why so many people are angry about the government for this. There was no law that was passed to do it. It was simply an agency that decided that they were going to go and try to rectify decades and decades of what they think were um, poor activities on the part of many. Well, here is the issue at hand. Back in the 2000s, late 2000s, there were problems with the mortgage industry, as most of you know, and we had a major collapse in the housing business, and that was really because your government elected representatives have told Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, the two big agencies that buy the notes, that basically they wanted to loan anyone with a pulse so they could get into a house because all these, quote, poor people, low-income people, they deserve to buy a house. 
The problem was that they couldn't afford to make the payments on the house. It's really not about the down payment. It's not about that. It's not about the credit score per se. It's about their ability to make the down pay or to make the monthly payment on the house so that the lender doesn't go bankrupt. And if the government is supporting that loan, that, the, that it doesn't go bankrupt on the shareholders or on the uh, citizens, for example. So we're back to that same situation again. We want to shove people into houses that have not demonstrated their responsibility or their ability to make the payments on these mortgage payments. They can't do it. Even with an adjustment in their rate, making it a little bit better, they're still going to pay the pretty much the prevailing rate and maybe a little bit higher. And if they cannot afford to make that payment, they're going to be out of the house at a considerable cost to whoever's holding the note. And if that note holder happens to be the U.S. government, then you and I are going to pay the bill. And this is the same type of thing pushing people back into the same situation. There are a lot of people out there that should not be trying to buy a house. They cannot keep the house maintained once they buy the house. They're just not suitable for that. And they can't make the mortgage payments. They don't keep the same job. They keep changing back and forth. It's just life, and there's nothing wrong with it. The fact is that there's no government requirement yet anyway that everybody has to have a house. Now, it's a great thing to have, no doubt about it, if you can afford it and you've done all the things you can to make sure that you can make that mortgage payment. But if you cannot make that mortgage payment, you don't deserve to have a house. And if you haven't taken care of your credit score over time, you've allowed it to get bad because of things and actions that you've taken, no one else should be responsible for that. The least having people pay for your bad behavior or your maybe not bad, but not so good behavior. Does that make some of you feel better about this? So... Anyone that has done the right thing has to pay for people that have chosen not to do the right thing. And that is a redistribution of wealth. There's no doubt about it. And that's what this is, and that's why so many people are upset about it. So I would suggest that if this irritates you, that you can look it up on the Internet and find it. It's all over the place, and you might want to contact your elected officials. Now, I don't think because we have divided government right now that any bill is going to be passed that's going to require the president to back down on this. I guess we're going to have to have a new administration for that to happen. But the fact is, if you happen to be a Democrat or you're in an area with Democrat representatives, you need to let them know what you think about this. It's not fair. It's like many other things I'm not going to get into right now where there's so much activity for, uh, that benefits so few people where everyone else has to put themselves out for it. And this is just another one of those activities. I hope we don't get any more of them. But when it comes to the house and buying a house, most of us are pretty sensitive about that. And if you're going to pay another... over the life of a loan by paying this additional amount, this is ridiculous. And you need to speak up if you feel the same way that I and others do about this. 
Well, thank you for coming to Golf Life Now. I'm sorry to leave us on a downer with this. Uh, I will let you know that interest rates today are about where they have historically been if you look over a long period of time. I was talking to some folks today about this. So when interest rates are around 6%, that's actually been the historic norm six to eight percent six somewhere in that neighborhood that's what most people have been buying houses with for a long long time going back 40 50 60 years so it's time for you to buy a house if you have the cash available and you can make the payment your credit score is good all those things are good and then you can pay that extra half percent to take care of somebody else i'm sorry about that little rub there i, I couldn't help that nevertheless uh if interest rates seem to be somewhat stable they may come back down when the fed finishes raising all of their rates um, so we hope that's the case Anyway, they are about the same. So if you start the process today, for example, and it takes 60 days to wrap it all up, the interest rate probably won't change much in that period of time. So when you do your calculations, they're going to be pretty much what you thought they were going to be at the time you started the process. So give us a call if you're interested in buying a house uh, or selling a house. Take a look at our website at LoganAndersonLLC.com, L-O-G-A-N-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N-L-L-C.com. We have a lot of stuff on there. We've got articles about many things on there, and we have a whole series of for millennials on there uh, that talks all about financial, uh, how to buy a house, uh, how to look for a mortgage, how to look for insurance for a house. And even if you're not a millennial, these are very thorough, long articles that are loaded with calculators and other information. So thank you for coming to our podcast on Golf Life Now, and we'll see you on the next one.